1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bee Podcast. Trade Deadline Edition. I'm your host on Carlo Navas. With me today, I'm waiting for Alf um, you know, Alpha, uh, hopefully he'll he'll uh, join me in a second. Uh wait, waiting on him. He may or may not come uh, as as my co-host for today. But in the meantime, I will I am here for you uh ready to uh to break down the nothingness that happened. Now, let's talk about let's talk about that. Pat's asleep at the wheel. This man has not woke up. Uh, he is in an eternal nap. I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Dwayne Deadman was traded for some tax relief so that they could convert Orlando Robinson and use their biannual exception. I don't know how feeling about that as a fan base is. I mean, saving a rich guy uh, some tax money isn't something that's going to excite the fan base. I understand that fans are going to be angry, and I think they should be. I think that... You know, you have a team with two transcendent players with a guy in BAM having his best year. And you have a guy in Jimmy that I think you know and has proven is one of the best players in the league when it counts most. I don't think there's many playoff guys that you trust more than Jimmy uh, when rubber hits the road. I think he's shown you that when he went toe-to-toe with LeBron James in the finals uh, playing the best basketball I've seen since LeBron and Dwayne. Uh, Really really put himself in that in that pantheon, I think, pretty pretty clearly, like the third-best Heat player. Um, you know, it depends how you feel about Shaq. But in that conversation, and to, to have a season where you're underperforming because your role players are not playing well, I don't think you need to make a splash for a star, but I think for sure you need to kind of recoup some role guys. I think the Lakers showed you a good example of that, right? They moved Westbrook, they moved some picks around, and what they got back were real rotation players that could help their team win, right? They got some shooters, they got some young prospects who I think have some upside, they got some athletes. You know, they made some good signings in the offseason, Thomas Bryant, which they flipped for stuff that they can use. So I think that he fans are justifiably should be justifiably upset at what at what has happened. Because they didn't get better. I believe they're one of three teams that didn't make a move at all this deadline. Or didn't acquire a player with them, Chicago and Cleveland. And I think fans should be upset. And chat chat teams chat teams chat teams like I think chat's pretty mixed. I I could see some of them being pretty upset. I think some of them I think understand that, you know, this team has limitations. It's it's um it's unfortunate. And I don't, I don't think they're a bad franchise, and I think that they for sure have mismanaged some things. And I've said a lot. I think that the biggest thing that you can say about this team is that—the biggest mistake, rather, is they overvalued their role players as cap assets. And they made certain bets that just did not go through. I think Deadman is a good example of that. They signed him to a contract that they thought they can cobble together with some other pieces to get to, like, a mid-sized salary so you can make a move. That didn't happen. They needed to unload him with a second-round pick so that they can get under the tax enough that they could sign their other role player that has been undrafted, right? And that's that's fucking—that's crazy. That's, like, shit management. You know, they, they did the same with Myers Leonard, right? They signed him to, like, a 10 or 12 or 15, whatever that deal was. A, a deal nobody would have given him. And they basically gave that deal to him so that they could trade him for something and that something was Trevor Ariza, who we know just wasn't it for them, right? And, and they do that a lot. And I think they did that with Duncan. They overpaid thinking that, well, he's going to be a cap asset down the line. And that just hasn't worked out. And I think the Lowry thing is frustrating if you're a He fan, because I think you brought him in as your last piece, your missing piece, right? And I thought last year, you kind of saw what that could look like. I don't think he was really the kind of scorer that Miami, like, maybe wanted or maybe had the rim pressure that Miami needed. But I think he filled enough holes to make them a really serious contender, which I think they were. I think they, we all know how good they were last year. And the problem is, is that when you when you invest in a guy that's 38 years old, you know, you're going to have stuff like uh, uh, your hamstring blow up in the playoffs and then him not look the same because he's been from either underwhelming to just straight-up unplayable this season. And he fans wanted to get off of him, and I think the Heat probably – I think Wisely did not attach real assets to get rid of him. Um, chat's like saying, you know, Edward says, all I wanted was Kyle gone. And I get that. I I, I get that. I get that because he hasn't played well and, he's frust- and it's frustrating. And I, I, somebody on Twitter, I thought, put it really well. Unfortunately, I, I can't find the tweet right now. There's been so much shit going on. But he told me, man, as good as Kyle has been throughout his career and as good as he was last season for them, He really was a grenade that exploded in their hand. And I think that's like the best way to put it. He exploded in their hand. And I don't think the season's just his fault. I think that they, you know, they didn't make a move in the summer. And I think even if you bring guys in that you don't even love, you know, maybe you can like the Lakers, they brought in Thomas Bryant for like, they paid Thomas Bryant like nothing. And they brought him in. And they were able to flip him for something because he was a good player that people wanted. And you could even, you know, they just didn't add any rotation players. They kind of bet on their undrafted guys to keep on their upward trajectory. And it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And all those guys regressed. Max, Gabe, everybody, everybody just went down the shitter. And Kyle as well with his age. I think the only guy who's improved was Caleb. And he's playing out of position to the point that he pisses the fan base off because he's just not doing enough in the role that they need him to and it's not his fault it's not anybody's fault but it's certainly just a foul to be upset and and chat's right they're like we're probably a first round exit i mean yeah they're a first or second round exit i think with the right matchup they can win a series but who cares right they're not you know the heat aren't an organization that plays for oh we made the second round that's that's kind of loser shit. and chat's sick to their stomach they don't have a four and they said well we're not going to sign a four in the offseason and we're going to kick the can on that, and we're going to find a four at the deadline. We'll find somebody. And they haven't, and they didn't. And they thought they would, and they didn't. And again, they they kept thinking they could do stuff and didn't. And I think that they've taken, they've made too many bets on themselves that haven't panned out. And I think a lot of times it does, right? A lot of times it does. I mean, they were pretty animate and like, we're not going to give Jay Crowder a bunch of money uh, because we need flexibility, you know for, for, um, you know, for the next off season. And, you know, at the time you could say, okay, that was a smart move. And Jay Crowder hasn't like particularly like been great, but you know, cause this would have been the last year of his contract. Um, Giannis wasn't available and all these guys that they've gone after haven't been available. Durant, Giannis, and Durant was available, just not to them. Uh, you know, I think they were, you know, they didn't go after Kyrie Irving for, I think understandable reasons, but you know, from a basketball perspective, uh, yes, this is going on the pod feed Uh, chat that's asked uh, from a basketball perspective. I think it made a lot of sense to them and I understand fans being like he was a good talented offensive player that was available for something that you could have put together. I think whether or not including Tyler Hero and his poison pill contract, that's like a different thing to say, but it kind of is what it is, and you kind of saw all these transactions with second-round picks that they never have because they moved them to get off of Josh McRoberts, to get off of Dwayne Deadman for KZ Okpala, who never panned out. So they, they just keep fucking burning second-round picks, and now you see that they have a value. They were never this valuable before. And all of a sudden, they became this currency that gets you real rotation players. Whether five picks for Jay Crowder is a lot isn't uh, isn't the point. The point is, is that they have... W- they have they have lit money on fire consistently throughout the years. And that's just kind of like what's frustrating about it to the fan base. And I don't think it's any one move. It's just like a collection of eh or like, eh, I'm not so sure about that, that just kind of bites you in the ass.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: But, you know, I'll I'll even go to the point of, like, the summer after 30 and 11. They're paying for that today. Today is finally when that caught up to them. By the way, shout out to Darth Gojira80 for the Tier 1 sub. Appreciate it. 15 months right there. They finally are paying for that. They kicked that can down the road. And that pick... That was protected from the Thunder, I think really, really bothered them this offseason because that was the third pick they needed to get in the game for real, real players. Cause if there is there's a there's an inflation on picks, and you know what one first round use, pick used to get you doesn't get you that anymore. And what two first round picks used to get you, doesn't get you that anymore. And what three first round now, three first round picks get you a fourth starter. That's what Ananobi and that's what Mikhail Bridges are. These guys aren't, like, one of your three best players. Those guys are the fourth starter. They're, like, not a star, but, like, you know, really good. That's what they are. And that's what – that's costing you three picks right now? You know what I mean? And, and Mikael Bridges is on, like, a 60 – has $60 million left on his contract. You know, 20 per. You know, and Anobi is up for an extension. So it's, like, you know, it's not like these guys are, like, on, like, these super, like, small deals or anything, right? Like, they're – you know, it's like Duncan's contract pretty much. At 19, at 19 mil, and McHale's, obviously, these people are better, but you get the point. It's like, they, they are contracts that aren't, like, super, super small, uh, and that are costing you three first-round picks, right? And it's crazy. There's there's just been an inflation on that. They don't have it, and they had to trade a first-round pick to unload Moharklis because they were in cap hell. They were at the hard cap. They couldn't get Jimmy Butler back in a sign-and-trade, so what they did was they traded Hassan for myers leonard and Mo harkless and then they ship harkless off with a pick to get hassan under the hard cap and they had to wave and stretch ryan anderson which they flip for tyler johnson because they had similar money and i think ryan just ended a, a year earlier so really all that stuff from that summer from hassan to dion to jj to tyler johnson that all bit them in the ass and that pick that they had to unload to make everything work they've kept kind of like, okay, well, you know, we can we don't need a pick for this, blah, 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 blah. And then finally when they needed draft equity, they just did not have it. And I don't know what it would take for OKC to to unprotect that pick, but clearly it's just not in the cards and they haven't done it. And really that's just going to be a pain in their ass up until they move it, up until that gets conveyed. You know, I think it's a 2025 pick. So it's not even like next year or anything. It's super down the road. Uh, and Chat's mad, you know. Uh, Pete Hollis says, Riley in a coma. Wake me up when this nightmare is over. Uh, Bronx Joker said, Andy Ellisberg washed. Uh, people, people are like begging for Reggie Jackson, uh, who probably would be nice, uh, for them. And it's frustrating, man. You know, you want, you want this team to do well. You know, you want them to, you know, they're always going to be competitive. It's not like they're a bad team, but I think that's what makes it super frustrating is that they're not a bad team. They're not a bad team, right? They clearly... Are good. They're just missing they're missing the 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 kind of the little adornment pieces. Some shooting, a little bit of athleticism that they haven't had in God knows how long. A freaking power forward. You know, they're not bad. I think and and Immaculate 193 says, We're not bad. We're mediocre. I think they're good. I think they're a good NBA team. They're not a great NBA team. They're not mid. They're not mediocre. They're like a good, solid NBA team with with a couple very, very good players that can win you a game on any night. And they have a bunch of ant role players. And that's just not good enough when you have kind of these generational talents on your team. And, you know, I don't know if clocks ticking on BAM, you know, but you know, you gotta keep you gotta keep these guys happy. I don't think This is like the old days where you could sell Dwayne Wade on, okay, we'll wait till the summer of 2010 and we'll get something done. I don't think that works that way anymore. These guys value their prime and they want to be respected and they want to compete. And this team's just not competing for anything meaningful this year. And I think they all know that. And it's just unfortunate. And uh, Glenn, the wolf says clock has to be ticking on Butler. I don't know about that. I think, I think this is Jimmy's final resting place uh, so to speak. I think Bamba's the one you should be more worried about. I think Jimmy I think Jimmy likes it here. I think with his Supermax contract, he's not he can't really make demands as to I don't want to be here cuz that's just guys with those contracts don't get to do that very often. Uh, you know, unless you're, like, very super desirable, and I think the problem with pairing Jimmy with another star is he doesn't shoot, so kind of bringing him into your system as a non-shooter kind of makes it difficult when you already have, like, an established star there already, so it's difficult. I don't think they need a huge star. I don't think they needed Durant, but they certainly needed, you know, some guys on the fringes, whether that is, you know, Bones Highland, whether that's Jay Crowder, whether that's uh, Bogdanovich, whether that's, you know, Ananobi, who's kind of a, a step above those guys or Mikhail Bridges or anything like that. So that's kind of where we are. You know, they're stuck with Kyle. Uh, you know, I know that Ethan Skolnick on our show said he's uncertain about Kyle's kind of future with this season. Uh, I don't know what that means. You know, it maybe that means a reduced role. Maybe that means taking some time off to be with family, knowing what he's going through. I don't know, but obviously that doesn't bode well when, you know, your starting point guard, who's making 30 million dollars, is just nowhere to be found, and it's because nobody like is getting along. So, not super encouraging. Um, doesn't look healthy. So hopefully the knee gets right, and they can see what they have later. Crap um, says five second round picks for Jay Crowder, Josh Richardson, and Bones Highland doesn't really get my blood flowing. But that's kind of what like they're at. They they have to they they have to shop in the bargain bin. Because they don't have, A, they don't have contracts to move. And I think that's like the important, and and it's funny because they always have like been obsessed with these medium contracts, like those like 10 to $15 million deals that they can move for other guys. The problem is that they didn't have any, right? They don't have any of those guys. They only have like either super low deals or super high deals. You know, Oladipo is like closest, but he has a no trade clause because they signed him for a one and one. So it's like, their trading ammunition, not only was their draft equity bad, they don't really have the young players that are attractive to anybody. And they didn't move off of like guys like Max Struce or Gabe Vincent that you know that you're probably gonna lose in the offseason anyway. That like, hey, can we get like two second round picks for Max? Like these guys who are like, you know, not that good are going for five second round picks, like you can't get you can't get two for Max. You can't recoup something for him that you can maybe use, you know, at the draft or next next offseason. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Um I think the fans are justifiably upset. I think I think there's a lot of fair criticisms to be made of what the organization has done and kind of how it's going. And I think it's for sure one of the most disappointing deadlines that I can remember, especially for He fans cuz they knew that there had to be a change made and they knew that, you know, they have a, a core that can't compete for a title and, you know, the fringe pieces around it haven't panned out and they just haven't been able they just didn't do it. So I I just I don't know what to say. I I feel bad for the fan base. Um <laughs> people making puns in chat. Uh you know they're they're likely going to have to go after Westbrook or something like that. And like I don't know if uh does that does that like move you guys to like Westbrook, you know, if you replace Kyle with Westbrook or you move Kyle to the bench with Westbrook, does that like make you feel better? Like it doesn't make me feel good. I don't know. I, I think his shooting is such a negative that you know, and, and then you have the problem of like, okay, well now you're gonna play him with Oladipo as well. Like it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make me feel good uh, at all, right? Like the bio markets just, it's just not, it's just not gonna be it. Um, you know, everybody got better around them except for for really um, Cleveland. Even the Knicks got better. The Knicks made a nice move. They didn't even get like Nerlin's Noel. You know what I mean? Even like the bottom barrel guys like, hey, can we get a backup center? Like they couldn't even get those guys.
3: Another
2: day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: It's crazy. It's it's just it's pretty insane how the Heat are always in like the conversation for guys, and this was just a deadline where it just felt like they just got outbid so early, like the Ananobi stuff. It's like okay, well, like this this dream is dead. Like you knew there is at some point today that you knew that that just wasn't gonna happen. Um, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and I'm gonna that's gonna be a theme of of today. Uh, of this pod and, and the content going forward. Um, you know, Alex and chat says Westbrook, John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Kevin Love, Patrick Beverly. It's just that any of that make you feel good. Couldn't even get Kelly O. Couldn't. Yeah. They just, you know, they missed out on Saric. Like literally every fucking guy they were linked to got moved somewhere else. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. That every guy that they were linked to got moved for someone else. I absolutely that doesn't happen to them very often. So Barry kind of confirms that they did no, they made no trade before the deadline. They have flexibility to open two roster spots. That's just, that's just such heat propaganda coming out of Barry. Um, yeah, man, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's upsetting. Um, Shamsa uh, reading kind of just what's going on here, kind of catching up on the day. Uh, Shams just said on his show that Toronto and Chicago felt like with the East, that how wide open the East became after Durant was traded to Phoenix. So apparently Toronto felt that acquiring uh, Pirtle uh, sent messages around the lead that Toronto wants to win now, whatever that means. Uh, the Rockets are waving John Wall. I'd probably rather have John Wall than, than Westbrook. I don't know. Would you guys rather have Wall or Westbrook? I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of either or. I, I think I'd rather have Wall. I think Westbrook's probably a better player, but I like John Wall more. Okay, Pokey six goes Wall. Okay, Chat's a little more Wall. I think Russ probably has a. I don't know. I think Russ has hijacked offense a little bit. I, I, I kind of worry about him with Butler. Uh, Killer's asking, "Are we tanking?" I, I don't really think tanking. I think they're a little too good to tank. On the bright side, so. I mean yet to be seen, I do think Miami's better than how Brooklyn is currently constructed. So Brooklyn likely and, and I think the Knicks are better as well. You know, I think Brooklyn's likely to even with that, that two and a half game cushion, I think Brooklyn's likely to fall out of of their their kind of home seat or, or top part of the East. Uh and I think they'll kind of get their way into the play in. Kind of pushes Miami and the and the Knicks into five and six pretty comfortably, I think. Um so, you know, I think Miami, I think if you're looking at Trying to find the positives uh, after we talked about so many negatives. I think, like, thinking about the positives, okay, well, the Heat are going to be out of the play-in, pretty, I think, pretty comfortably. Toronto's going to make a push. The Bulls are going to make a push. Uh, Indiana's, you know, kind of doing Indiana things. I think that you know that you can beat them if push comes to shove, too. Anyway, Miami's going to have, like, a super-duper tiebreaker over them. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's so. You know, you get them, you get them kind of at four or five, at five or six, it may, may be a run at four, you know, who knows. And then, you know, at, at that point, you know, I, I think if you're Miami, you want to make a, a serious push to get to four with Brooklyn kind of falling out. And I think, you know, if you can kind of catch Cleveland, I think if you if you can get Cleveland at the four or five matchup and you get to play Cleveland at home, I don't know, maybe you could talk yourself into kind of winning that series. I'd probably pick Cleveland anyway, but I think you can convince yourself. Okay, well, if they're four and Cleveland's five, you know you have, the Heat are still like one of the better home teams in the league, shockingly, which I learned yesterday. Um, and yeah, man, I, I don't really know. I don't really know what else to say. I'm, I'm here to answer your questions, chat to voice your frustrations. Um, I, you know, it's uh, it's one of the darkest days in Heat history, and some people on Twitter make it seem. Certainly, uh, certainly not very fun Certainly not very fun I I think it's fucking crazy how they don't have a power forward Like not one on the roster. That to me is like the craziest Bronx's Bronx Joker said would you take love on a buyout? Hell yeah, I'll take him love on a buyout That guy's a power forward that guy can play at the four I think that'd be a nice fit. He'd probably help the offense a ton too. Give you some shooting some passing Uh, maddie Fresh says, Help me johnny. I'm scared Scared of what, man? Listen, we got this. They're gonna be, you know, the, they'll retool next season. I hope. Um, you know, I, I think, I do think it's a little crazy that they've gone without a player acquisition since Lowry. Has it been like like they have not had a player that has NBA experience come to their team new uh, since Lowry? I think is I think is the 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 um, the stat, which is a little fucking crazy to me that that they've gone so long without that. I think for sure, uh, okay, Wafo asked, realistically, what was the best move? I think, honestly, I don't even know. Would you guys have been happy if they just sent three first-round picks for, like, Ananobi or, or Bridges? Would that have made you happy? Let's say let's say you do three first-round picks for Bridges and they don't take Duncan, but you get off of Kyle. Would that make you guys happy? Okay, chat saying, hell yes. Three picks, so three firsts. I like Bridges, too, though. Yeah, chat's chats pretty split. Smoking uh, smoking a Bulbul <laughs> says, what's worse? Kyle sitting out the rest of the year, sitting in the rotation. I, I don't know how this is going to play out because Ethan's kind of reporting was ominous. I do think that he has a little bit left in the tank. I think that if he gets some rest and he gets his knee right, I think he could come back and be a contributor. Um, you know, of course, he's my guy. And I'm I'm gonna and I think I've been pretty fair on Kyle and he's my guy though, but I do think that you know if they can gotta get him back healthy, not that he's gonna be 18 and 10 or anything, but I do think he could help them, especially if his shooting kind of finds its form. It's it's kind of waffled between like eh to bad, so it's more on the eh side, uh, more than bad I think. Uh, I think he's shooting I don't know what his shooting percentages are now, but I do think he could get to like a respectable percentage, which is I think all they really need. Um, yeah, people like, I'd trade Kyle for socks. Uh, the MVP three says, three first for Bridges. I understand why not, but damn. Uh, three Lit Supreme asks, can you explain how does our situation change in the off season? Our asset pool looks bleak as fuck. Well, like in the offseason, you know, you have the draft. So, you know, I think teams are more... Teams are also inclined to move stuff around the draft when they need to... Other teams might want to make cap space. Um, by training guys so you can kind of be a team to take a guy uh, When they're trying to create cap space Sending picks getting a their team involved, you know, you can you can do stuff. I mean, there's always You know, the situations change in the off season. then at that point people are trying to make space um, Not really compete. So it's a little different. I think sign-in trades are also like a big thing as well uh, That you can kind of maybe organize or get involved in as a third team as a primary team or whatever so that's something else that's that's pretty Kind of interesting about the offseason that we don't have in the deadline, and uh, a lot can happen. There's a whole hap- listen. Kevin Durant went. The Nets went from title favorites to uh, having all their good players gone in a matter of like three weeks. So anything can happen. Killer just set Jimmy down. Let Hero go off and set him up for a trade next season. Uh, I I don't think Jimmy wants to shut himself down. I, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think players in their prime want to just shut it down for no reason. I think that's a, I think that's a little overestimates uh, overestimate on what guys want to do. Um, Glenn the Wolf says Riley burned bridges meant that we couldn't pick the bones of the Jazz because of because of Danny Ainge. Killer Russell says I don't care if uh, Jimmy wanted Lowry, that's what he wanted. He got his guy, and he was good for them last year. I don't want to make this because like obviously like, everybody knows that I like Lowry. Uh, I can criticize his play this season, but I, I think he was good last season. So I think people uh, we don't have to have that conversation because I know it's just gonna get everybody mad. But he wanted he that's the guy he wanted and that was a value free agent last year, and they got him. They got the they got the guy that everybody wanted, um, for better or for worse. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. That Lowry is gone. I, I agree. I think that I think that injury that he sustained in the playoffs kind of accelerated his aging process, and I think we saw with Harden, it takes sometimes it takes a year. For that injury to kind of look right again, and they don't have a year to wait. They they don't have a year to wait around for him to get healthy, and they don't have an Embiid that can just carry you through eighty-two. You know th- they really they don't have that level of scorer and like all-in-one player. I mean Bam is getting there, but obviously like not there yet. And we know that Jimmy doesn't do that eight for eighty-two. um The MVP says, "G, let's wager. I whoop your ass and smash, and I come on the pod. I lose, they give you a hundred dollars." Uh, I'd have to talk to my, uh, my associates about that. Well, uh, we'll see. And then smash is very vague. Which smash? There's a lot of questions here. Uh, yep. Yeah, chat chat's pretty upset that there's no moves. Um, I'm actually sick. No moves. This actually sucks. Says harem namer. Uh, Glenn, the wolf asks, how long do we have Jimmy at this level? I, I think a few more years at least. And I don't think, I think by the end of that contract to supermax. I think fans are going to be sick of him." Uh, I don't think his game's gonna age very well. Uh, not that he uses speed, but he sure for sure uses strength, and he's very physical. So I, I see that declining, especially because he has Tom Thibodeau Miles on two different teams, two different Tom Thibodeau Miles. <sighs> Big sigh. No moves. No Alf. That's true. Alf kind of left me. Well, Alf has a baby to attend to, so I don't even. I don't even blame him. I don't even blame him, but. Yeah, I think that's kind of all we have today. I mean, we may come on tonight at seven to kind of talk more about what happened, maybe from different perspectives that aren't just me. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm apologizing to the fan base, even though I didn't do anything, but I just, I just feel bad. I feel bad for people that care about this team that, you know, want to see them compete. Um, and I, I, and I understand the front office as well. I understand that they're like, oh, I'm not just gonna like mortgage my future to make this team marginally better. I, I get that. you know, I, I get them saying, well, I don't want to give two first round picks for Bogdanovich. I think that's stupid. And I would agree with them. I wouldn't want to do that either. I think that they're better off just drafting those guys. And I think when you draft these guys, you also give yourself, look, I mean, look, when you when you draft a player and it's good, you know, that's kinda how you get in the Durant game, right? Like Mikhail Bridges was a guy that, that the Suns drafted and he was good for them and they moved him because he's good, right? And I think if you're the Heat, you know, if you if you use your picks and you draft well and you pick guys that are helpful, eventually down the road, you know, when you have picks and these young players that have upside on good rookie contracts, I think that matters. You know? I think that matters. And uh hopefully, you know, this this you know, they, they kept their pick. So they'll draft in they They'll draft this this next coming draft. Um. And yeah, man, I uh, I feel bad. I feel bad for the fan base. I feel bad for you know for for the guys in the locker room, because obviously I think they deserve to compete. But I also I also am not mad. That I'm also glad the organization didn't make a mistake this season, this op, this deadline, and did something that they would regret later. So kind of looking for some silver linings there, but. Kind of is what it is. Somebody asked, uh, somebody asked a fun question. Fun to me. Uh, Somebody asked me what's what's better. I lost the question. Oh, well. It is what it is. Uh, The the MVP three says, gee, the truth is that they made the right decision long term. I knew that they did. It's just a dagger in the heart short term. Yeah. And I I think that's what's so frustrating about it. I think some I know that a lot of people are like, just please don't fuck things up later, because I think that's what they do a lot. Right. They'll try to do like a very short sighted thing. To like kind of like appease people or appease themselves. And I think that for once they just said, okay, well, I, I guess this is not, this is not it. Let's not even bother because it just, it really did feel like they didn't try because usually we kind of hear them in more talks than they are. And other than the Ananobi talks that the entire league was in. Uh, uh Pete Hollis says, I was hoping for a rant. Get angry, G. I'm not angry, man. I'm, I'm a little sad. I'm a little defeated. I'm not angry because I get it. You know what I mean? I get, I get where they came from and I get the decisions that they're made. Doesn't mean that I got to be happy about it, but I get it. You know, I, I get it. And I, I just more than anything, I feel bad for the fan base. Cause I, I know that the fan base just wants to be good and compete. So it kind of is what it is. I'm also exhausted. I'm going to Mexico tomorrow. That's to a shop. Oh God. I'm so tired. It's been it's been hell bad. I've been running around and there's been so much deadline stuff and work and everything So I'm pretty beat. So this this is really the final nail in the coffin uh, before before it all goes. So (sighs) Deep sigh it kind of is what it is. I love you guys and uh, so we may be on tonight at 7 I have not I don't think there's much more to get into Uh, If see if people are interested in kind of venting and giving their frustrations the floor will be theirs Obviously, you got me for half an hour here. Um, I know a lot of you got to get back to work. Great, great, great audience considering, you know, the time of day and everything. So I love you guys. Uh, We'll probably see you tonight. If not, we'll see you next week. We got you for game coverage. I'll be in Mexico, so I will. uh, uh, You won't see me all weekend. But uh, we'll have you game coverage on Monday for Heat Nuggets and then Hangover Time next Wednesday against the new look, Brooklyn Nets. Hopefully, Miami can make a push for the four seed. Hopefully, they can get a playoff win, and we can see where they go from here getting playoff Jimmy. Who knows? I love you guys. Please enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, Basketball is not everything in life, even though we love this team a lot and we care about it. But remember, we're always here to have fun, uh, jokes and all. Uh, we're all a community, and I really value that community a lot. Every single one of you in chat, every single one of you that supports what we do. And, you know, we all just care about the same things, and we want to have fun. So I love you guys. Make sure to enjoy this weekend. Make sure to enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the games. You know, try not to let it get you down. And uh, we'll be back at it with you either tonight or next week. And then we have all star break and tons of vacation stuff. So peace out. See ya. And uh, we'll talk soon.
2: Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.